Midakiapi! Aleni Eagle Shell de Machiapi! Yuha Chante Washena Pechiuzapi! My name is Elena Eagle Shield. I am a mom, a wife, a PhD candidate, and we want to welcome you to the Indigenous Love and Abundance podcast. It's about our family's journey through healing, relationships, parenting, and our responsibility to share our life ways and teachings. Um, in today's episode, we'll be discussing healing, healing our minds, bodies, and spirits. Hey everybody, it's uh, Red Rock Eagle Standing Perkins here, an enrolled member of the three affiliated tribes, a father, fellow community member, um, all of the above. <laughs> I'm still thinking of more titles to add, <laughs> but... Yeah, on today's episode, we wanted to discuss intergenerational traumas and our own personal traumas that affect all of us in our lives and in our relationships. And we wanted to share some of our personal experiences with healing and offering some tips that could possibly help you guys along the way. Yeah, we're still getting used to our little tide. I like how yours are real wholesome. Just creators boy (laughs) creators boy (laughs) I never once said creators boy (laughs) creators boy coming to you live (laughs) okay you guys my laugh is my for real laugh is like all air That's usually how it goes. So anyways, so you got a little glimpse there. Um, but <laughs> we were, I don't know how many takes we're practicing. And anyways, we don't want to get too deep into the weeds, but we want to just acknowledge how intergenerational trauma has been passed down to us through our ancestors, through our parents, through, you know, our DNA and and it's a direct cause of settler colonialism and forced assimilation in the Indian boarding school system. And so we know that there's parts of us that, that it, it still is is either manifested in, in parts of our bodies or it's been unhealed in, in parts of our bodies and spirits. And so we're not going to get too into the weeds of, of those causes because that's not what we want this to be, but we really want to talk about and share a little bit more about our our experiences and how we handle some of the things. Like one of the things we want to share about is um, setting up boundaries mm. for ourselves, for our families, and even in that, we have to set up boundaries within our family our, itself, yeah. like with our kids, with each other, and respecting each other's boundaries. And also practicing upholding our own boundaries, which is just as hard as respecting other people's. And and it's important to like know that when we don't say what those boundaries are, that sometimes we make it up in our head that people cross those boundaries or they cross the line or whatever it was. But we don't know how to say what those boundaries are or we don't even know how to pinpoint what it what our bodies need to feel safe. And so... That's kind of the journey that we've been on is feeling and unpacking whatever that, you know, unresolved grief or trauma or uneasiness or 
feeling of not feeling safe. Like those are the things that we we have been unpacking through our relationship. We've been together for 12 years now. And so some of the things that have helped us is to like just breathe. Because before when I used to feel whatever, if it's like reminders or triggers or whatever it is, something would come up and I would instantly, my brain would be like, oh, you're good, you're good, you're good, don't worry about it, don't, and it would be something that would, like, happen so fast, either somebody would say something to me, I would see a post about something, I would, um, what, whatever it is, and it could happen really quick and leave a bomb in my head, and I'd be like, whatever, whatever, I'm good, and I'd move past it, and then it would just fester, and then I wouldn't understand, you know, why these things were impacting me, I'd have stomach aches, I'd feel, nauseous I'd feel um like I'd do this thing where I would spiral really hardcore and so one thing we had to start doing together is like communicate what that looks like like I would tell Red Rock man something just happened and I don't know why I feel like this like I have this weird headache or my throat feels tight or my stomach hurts and I'm trying to figure out what happened and so we would just talk it through I'd be like oh my gosh that's what this person I I messaged them or I talked to them and they said this and oh man okay that makes sense now and so what we had to learn was like when I feel these feelings sometimes my brain will shut it down because that's that's a protection mechanism that I learned is to like just disassociate with things and so what I had to start learning is anytime I have a feeling before I shut it down I just breathe I put down whatever the thing is if I'm on my phone, which really half the time it's things I see on my phone, whether I'm texting or on Zoom or calling somebody or whatever it is. like Scrolling. Yes. Hey. Holy man. Yes. And so I would breathe and then Red Rock would know or he would breathe and I'd be like, you OK? You know, we would just check in with each other and then talking it out so breathing and then talking it out or breathing and taking that time together but breathing has somehow been the forefront of it or like the the main go-to in the very beginning because we started to learn we've been in this group where we're learning to breathe together and it's such a beautiful group and we're like holy I don't think we ever learned how to just breathe and just be but just to unpack the day or to um, unpack the week and Mm -hmm just reflect on what we did through the week or what has happened in events. And in those times, it's, oh, I'd even know that bothered me then or things like that. And looking back and being able to work through those feelings, because what I've realized, like, no matter how long it's been, those feelings are still there yes. until you work through them and walk through them and feel them. Yes. It could be a day, week, year, but until you start to work through them, And sometimes those feelings are hard. They're tough to even begin to unpack and to unfold. And it's it's a lot of work. Yeah. And so we started to like check in with each other in the mornings and then in at night whenever we go to bed. And so breathing and talking it through. And now we you know, we journal. We've gone through different um therapy sessions whether it's coaching or therapy or shadow work or whatever it is like we've tried different things and being outside like there are times when we're like frustrated and we're um just getting mad at each other or or impatient or whatever we're like hey let's go outside we got to get outside man okay we're feeling cooped up here (laughs) because we're not meant to be inside all day 
And so we'd get out on the land and all of a sudden, oh, I would start to feel lighter, the wind or the, even when it's cold, the sun. And we started to appreciate the rain in Seattle. It's like a cleansing feeling, the yeah. rain now. But when we first moved there, it was, it was more of a negative feeling. But we had a lot of feelings we had to work through. And so like it was a big shift for us. And then like the more we were out there, it's like, okay, this. And just hearing different stories from people that are from there, like different stories and even our own teachings of like the cleansingness of rain and how they come through and wipe everything down. And that mind shift of like, okay, let them take these negative feelings and then give it back to the earth. Yeah. And just breathe through it. Yeah. So thinking of like what it means for us to even practice setting those boundaries and grounding ourselves and finding that strength when we feel overwhelmed to use our voices and not expect anyone to know what those boundaries are yeah setting those boundaries and like not having expectations on people but also the boundaries to keep ourselves feeling safe Mm -hmm. and to help us keep working through that healing i think is really big too and then some of the things we would do to create that safe space for ourselves or to help our bodies feel safe is prayer like praying over our water before we drink it, praying before mm. we eat and giving our bodies like good foods or things that make us feel good. But, but no, like practicing. I feel like practicing is a big thing. When you said we pray and before with our water and with our meals, when we very first met each other, we had known we met it at ceremony, which that's a story for another time. But when we first met, we knew that each other had grown, you know, been around ceremonies. We know what they're about. We know how to pray. But when we actually got down to the practice of it, it was harder. Like, you know, we're used to going ceremonies, being in these specific spaces and places and settings and in, you know, whatever, in a sweat, in a ceremony house, whatever. And so when we first started to practice prayer, it was funny. It was like, um, hello, creator. it's me Elena I'm just um wanna it just was uncomfortable and it was it it felt scary nobody was gonna make fun of me you know I was praying with myself to creator but But, to do it in that just like normal setting it was unfamiliar yeah like you feel like you had to be in in those certain spaces to do those things yeah so we started to make that practice with our kids we would have them pray during you know, every meal, we would have them practice praying. And it's really beautiful to see the things that come to them now, now that they practice it daily. They talk about, you know, protecting themselves. They talk about what they hope for the next day or who they hope to watch, you know, creator to watch over and all of these things that like, you don't realize how powerful that is. Because like we said in the last episode that through colonization, through all of these things, boundaries and using our voices and practicing prayer, all these things, we, we were shamed away from doing any of these things. And so for us to like relearn to pray or start wearing ribbon skirts or wearing two braids or whatever it is, like we had to work through a lot of those things. And so setting boundaries and practicing what those boundaries look like practicing prayer practicing these things that we know work like breathing and journaling and all of those things and so I feel like that's been really important for us because we have been used to being putting other people before us putting other needs before us and so 
when we set boundaries and when we think about what boundaries are, it's not about being selfish and it's 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 about taking care of ourselves so that we can show up fully for others and so that we could be models of healthier parents for our kids. Yeah, and I think for me the big shift was uh, a few years ago when I had drama happen within my immediate family with my brothers and, and all of them. And then this, just learning that everyone, yeah, we all grew up in the same home and everything, same parents and same teachings. But what I realized is we all learn differently. We all mm-hmm. take in different things. And to have to shift my thinking of these people should know better, I should know better, It's it comes down to we know what we know and we don't know what we don't know. Yes. And to meet everybody where they're at and to yeah and that's where boundaries come into a big place of like okay i expressed i needed this or that i don't like this but yet they continue to do it how do i set up boundaries in that aspect with this person do i sit down and talk with them mm-hmm. does the relationship have to change do i have to step away like what types of hard things that do you have to do to keep your healing journey and your growth going and sometimes it's it's tough to have to have those sit down talks with them and sit in those uncomfortable feelings with each other and to help work through them yeah we all have trauma and healing we have to do within ourselves mm-hmm. when you think about it too like when you start to use your voice and think about boundaries and even speaking those things like you said like they should have known better or i should have known better Like all of those are practices and using our voices and thinking of that uncomfortability of what that communication looks like. And sometimes it can come out as anger. And for me, I know when anger comes out, it's nobody's responsibility. It's my responsibility to understand what's happening with that anger or frustration or sadness or spiraling, all of that. And so when I've started to react in this certain way I'm realizing because it's uncomfortable for me to start speaking my truth and practicing those boundaries and all of these things and so whether it's with a close friend or a relative or whatever it is I realize that when I act out in this certain way I'm like okay what's happening here what am I what is my body telling me what is my anger telling me what is my sadness telling me And that's literally your loudest communication is the way you behave. When Rhetoric talked about how he's been working through those boundaries with his own family, I work through that with my family as well. And when we think of being models of that relationship and those boundaries and those healing and and bodily and behavior communications, like we ultimately want to be healthier in the way we handle those things. So we're not always disassociating so that we're not always blaming and we're not always angry so that we could be models for our kids. That's the ultimate goal. Yeah. And so that way we can show up in a good way for our kids when they are struggling through their own feelings, through their own growing pains as they're getting older and learning more about themselves and about other people and all these other life lessons that are going to come to them as they get older and experience life more. Mm-hmm. We have to be able to show up for them in a healthy way. And for us, we have to, yeah, just hold that space for them to feel those emotions. So 
I think, yeah, even for each other to yeah. feel those emotions, <laughs> that anger, that sad. And sometimes, yeah, we just need to take 10 minutes to ourselves, five minutes, <laughs> feel them through and then come back and talk it out. And it's it's not all rainbows and butterflies. Like we literally just got into it trying to get set up for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're, and, and then we talk it over and we work it out. And I think that's the like, misconception as well about like what healthy relationships look like because it's not just conflict avoidant it's not just always trying to be right or always making sure that you're heard and you have the best argument it's really about like how is this person being heard or not being heard we're not it's not our responsibility to be everything to everybody and learning these Learning healthy relationship habits has been crucial for our relationship. We've had to learn to accept that we just need people and places and experiences outside of our family. But that doesn't take away from what we need from our family. So thinking of like the traditional aspect of it and healing and and health and relationships and all of that, like we were never doing this stuff alone. We always had family whether it was aunties and uncles that were guiding us and giving us advice, whether it was elders and grandparents that were being models or teaching us how to communicate in healthy ways, the roles, how to uplift the roles that each of us take up. And so, like Red Rock mentioned earlier, he had an experience where he thought all of his brothers and siblings should know this certain thing, whatever that thing is. We have expectations of what people should be doing or should know based off of who their families are but literally those are our responsibilities and it just comes back to the communities that we're a part of and the communities that we're in and i i feel like red rock is always reminding us and and we're trying to learn it too like as we have complicated relationships and complicated family dynamics like we've leaned heavily into chosen families for ourselves for our kids and being able to have them step up in those roles of helping us discipline and not meaning spank or any of that but discipline as in to like talking to our kids because teenagers get that magic ability of parents are wrong and I don't need to listen to them (laughs) we could say one thing to them and then have an auntie or uncle say the same exact thing to them and they take it different from aunties and uncles and friends. <laughs> and so like being able to have community and lift up those relationships and build each other up. Yes. And stability, like creating stability in our lives. And that is something I know I'm forever working on because of the the life we live. We travel a lot back and forth between Seattle and North Dakota since I started my PhD program. But one of the things is, is I go back and forth all the time. And even this weekend, I'm flying out to Chicago for a conference. And I was like, OK, my baby's big enough to be. She doesn't have to nurse throughout the night. But I started getting anxiety right away. Like, OK am I abandoning her? Does she need me? And, but really nobody was making me choose. I could have made that decision. I just didn't want people at my conference to be uncomfortable because I'm going to be there with a kid when everybody's going there professionally. And so I've had to, it goes back to the boundaries and, and thinking of like what it is that you need. And I know that I'm not quite ready 
to to separate and and to be apart from my tiny baby yet we still have that really deep and tight connection I'm still breastfeeding her and we still I I still need her with me and so being in spaces where I have community and chosen family and support where they're like yeah bring her bring your baby we support it and they still want to do work with me and they still want us to be around like those are the kinds of relationships that they know your boundaries and they respect them and then then it's vice versa like people may or may not state their boundaries but as we're learning to communicate and use our voices which is hard and scary and this podcast has been huge in that like us just being able to share and 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 learn together even though we visit all the time that's really what birthed this podcast is I was like, man, we have such cool conversations and we learn so much about each other and we love each other and we're always trying to be better parents and better relatives. And and so I just, yeah. And it comes from me having to step back from my family and set my boundaries. I have to work on using my voice and say these things and then realizing how much knowledge I carry mm-hmm. and how much, yeah, just being in community and being able to share what I was taught growing up and my thoughts Mm. and my perspective because I feel like I have kind of a unique perspective growing up of being able to have both parents, one parent, and then kind of being on my own when that grief struck my family when my dad passed away. Mm -hmm. And so, like, I'm able to understand from my perspective how people feel and, like, the things they go, go through. But, like, none of that would have happened if I didn't set up boundaries and start my own healing journey. Yeah, and realizing, like, yeah, I can't be everything to Elena. Mm -hmm. I can't be all this for my one baby because they need to have a worldview. They -hmm. need to be able to expand their mind, have all these different perspectives, not just from our tribe or other tribes, but from the world, I think, too, is important. And so just... Yeah, just being able to practice those boundaries, those, yeah, everything, just being able to practice them is really hard, but really good also. Yes. And so when I think about like, nobody's family is perfect. Nobody, nobody has it all figured out. You know, we we could share our experiences with our families. Um, uh, Red Rock didn't come from a blended family. I came from a blended family. My kids come, you know, from a blended family. My oldest has an, another family, but Red Rock has been raising them since they were um, two turning three and yeah. they're 14, going to be 15 soon. And so we've just been in each other's lives for a long time. And so when I think of like the crucial, beautiful teachings that both of our parents taught us, we taught from our own experiences and our own mindsets and even that like keeping our kids so super close it's had its own impacts and effects and so nobody has the right answers nobody has the perfect way and we just want to share that like all you know the the model of healthy communication and and behavior for our children um and those around us is like is is what we're aiming for just to be healthier to be more aware of of the ways that we show up and the things that we carry and the things that we want to express and share with the world yeah 
nobody's perfect and we can all be toxic at times meaning like we let our emotions get the best of us things like that and it's being able to be aware when you're being toxic or not being able to hold a safe space for yourself or for your loved ones i think that's a big part of learning to be better and more healthier is being able to yeah identify when okay i'm being mad why am i being mad and so yeah it's important to just be mindful of that to help navigate life and handle things in a healthier way yes and so again um we've had a few bumps trying to get this podcast up and going this particular episode actually because i think probably under the surface is it's like we still have healing to do (laughs) just for this just for this episode it's been more bumpier than the other ones so yeah i mean that just shows like yes there's more healing we have to do and things we have to talk out and that comes with time and and it's uncomfortable it's uncomfortable to talk through and um so we want to leave you all again with a lakota word to follow our theme and since we're talking about healing today um, we're going to share the word wo-a-pia. 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 Is healing. And we believe that it's, it's continuous. We're always healing. And the goal is to just be healthier and to use your voice. and To and, be a better version of yourself. Yes, and day. to be a responsible relative. So we just want to leave you with that. And thanks for tuning in. Cha <laughs> 